Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented anime-like discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Miraculous Ladybug, The New Powerpuff Girls, and Archer. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Hello. Today, Delaney and I will be discussing uh, episode what, 17 of Miraculous Ladybug. Whatever. Uh, Antibug. Uh, Delaney and I have been going through Miraculous Ladybug every week here on the Overly Animated Podcast. Recently, we've been doing the French uh, version of the show, although um, we originally covered the English dub on Nickelodeon. Apparently, in some country, the English dub is again catching back up, so we might <laughs> we might have the option of going for either one again. Not this, not okay. the United States, though. <laughs> that's that's for sure. Uh, so yeah, we were discussing the French version of Antibug. Uh, check us out at overlyanimated.com. Uh, and you can search for us on iTunes, search for the overly animated podcast there or your favorite podcatcher. Um, we know spo- we are spoilers for everything up until Antibug and before on the French airing order. Delaney and I have not seen episodes past this. Let's get into Antibug here. Quite a notable episode in many ways, Delaney. So, <laughs> General impressions of the over of the episode. Were you favorable towards it? Uh, my favorite episode thus far. Your it's favorite such episode a good episode. Thus far. Wow, it's so good. It beats I loved it. La- Lady Wi-Fi, really. Oh, oh, that's tough though. <laughs> I I think structurally this is like the best episode thus far. Is like, that what stood out to you? Just, the structure of it. The structure of the episode, like we literally just start off with a villain, which we may have done that before, but like. Also, we have two villains in one episode, which raises the question, why doesn't Hawkmoth just, like, spam Paris and just have, <laughs> that, like, 5,000 people attack them? That definitely raises that question, yeah. Like, but, I don't know, just such... And also, like, we've been waiting for... We were like, okay, Chloe's going to be a villain and Sabrina's going to be a villain. And then we get both of them in the same episode. A plus. Yeah, pretty great. That, yeah, so the structure of this episode, very notable. Um obviously two two villains two akumas everything etc cetera, etc cetera. uh and also just it was very notable how in the beginning there was already uh a, a, a like a villain a bad guy and we didn't know yet right so they didn't actually right. have to present us the akumatizing of sabrina which was pretty notable and i think that really worked like it was very refreshing <laughs> to not have the yeah. same thing over and over uh not yeah. to have somebody out in the park and then Oh, you're blah blah blah. We only had to get that once. Yeah, we only yeah we only had to have the dejected. <laughs> so you have Hogwarts yeah. crap like once. Yeah, we we saw a lot of Hogwarts still though. Yeah, so I think this episode was was good. I agree. Um, I don't know if it was the best. I mean, like, there's some downsides to it too. Like, we had to have two Lucky Charms, two transforming. <laughs> se- there's four transforming sequences. Like, tons of re- there's probably a solid. Yeah. two minutes of reused animation in the episode so i mean that's something i've been harping on for a while but it's especially notable when you just do it over and over uh but i mean come on i love chloe's one of my favorite characters so this was the best right <laughs> and we have marinette being ladybug when she's not ladybug a plus stuff yeah that was interesting i don't know if they did enough with that but it was an interesting I, concept they, they didn't really but then it's also like how much can they do before finally they get caught like <laughs> yeah I mean, I don't really know how Cat Noir did not see her yeah. as when that happens. Uh, like, uh, and of course, we have more more infuriating. Um, how do you not see this? How do they like not know it? It's so like, come on. Yeah, I don't know if I thought it was like one of the best the best episode of the series, but I think it was definitely good. Um, 
I we'll go over it and we'll see. We'll see what to, all the all the different th- types of things there are. But yeah, I think obviously very strong. I mean, I, I somewhat question the decision to lump the Sabrina and Chloe episodes into one when we have a bunch of pointless villains that we don't know over and over. Yeah. But, but at the same time, it definitely it also makes sense, of course, because they're they're always together and stuff. So I think well, it's it, interesting. it makes audit like I think this is like I you know we talk about yeah, there's a lot of villains who we don't know and it's like silly, but. It does work here that they feed into each other. And also, like, it's kind of like, now we have an episode of two villains. So it's like, theoretically, at some point, Hot Moth could be like, you had a bad day, you get accumulated. You had a bad day, you... Like, I mean, that I feel like that we should have an episode like that because it's such an obvious move. But... Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's this. I feel like this episode somewhat breaks the rules that we've seen before, right? We see a Makumatized yeah. two people in a row. Um we like see, in the same day. Yeah, we see, you know, uh, Marinette like very quickly transform back, even though, Cat even Noir, though Tiki needs some giant cookie, you know. Well, and Cat Noir didn't have a problem at all. Yeah, like, and he always has to transform. I suppose it's because he did not use Cataclysm. Use Cataclysm. Yeah. yeah. So I guess. But they're still on a timer. Granted, to be fair, Marinette did use Lucky Charm like super early. So. Yeah, we'll just, yeah, we'll discuss that. I think that, um, I think that I guess the canon rule is that once they use the power, then it sets the timer off. I guess yeah. that's how that works. Yeah, I'm not it's, sure. I don't, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but I guess that's the the internal logic. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. that it's like a, a lot of people are like, "Oh, it took you 17 episodes," and I mean, we knew that before, but all because you guys have yeah. said it. But also, it's never been relevant because whenever they transform, they always use the power. This is maybe the first time that they didn't, or something. Maybe it happened before this, but. Um, yeah, I do think a lot of the mythology elements of the show just always being used one after another make it hard to differentiate. It's like the difference between the, you know, the Akuma, the, uh, yeah, everything like the Akumas, the Miraculous, like it's all, it's all just the Kwame, it, the Kwame, it all just serves the same purpose, I guess, in every episode when you do the same thing over and over. So you can actually kind of learn about the internal mythology when you change it up and differentiate yeah. the elements, even though they barely did that here. I mean, for a while we thought, I mean, when we knew that it was like, oh, they used the power, blah, blah, blah. It just, I think for a while we also thought Cat Noir was just weaker than Ladybug, too. Which I think is true, still. Yeah, I do think that's <laughs> I still true. think that's true. But maybe, yeah, I mean, he's pretty, he goes one-on-one with um, Akumatized Chloe, and she very quickly <laughs> beats him uh, and ties <laughs> him up ties and him holds up. him over <laughs> the street by his own yeah. pole. Yeah, so <laughs> I feel like this episode supports that theory. Yeah. Uh, what do we think of the um, the their check in our shipping check in on uh, Ladybug and Cat Noir's development here? They seemed pretty. Um, I think this, this episode to me seems like it's in the second half of the season in terms of like their closeness. Yeah, yeah I, I mean they're like friendly. It's not like it's also like not overtly romantic in this episode. So like for once, Cat Noir wasn't like unbearably irritating. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, we still had a lot of uh, a lot of like not reacting well to it from from uh, yeah. Marinette. But yeah, yeah. It's so funny th- when she hands it, she, he hands her the flower and she just immediately puts it back. Yeah, and I, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's maybe not a, necessarily overly romantic from 
from the interactions, but that's interesting. Yeah, it's we... more like we're a team, like we work well together. Yeah, so I think that that was like one of the big these these episodes have like these um, small themes that they try to introduce. There's this we're a team type thing, and I guess there's the other one in this episode was Marinette needs to listen to people, which I didn't love, but that was definitely a a theme going on here. I think they could have done something a lot more interesting, and in that Marinette should be like she's a hero, and despite her feelings for Chloe, she should like like she's she's Ladybug, like it's her job to save people. I feel like that would have been a more interesting direction to go than like. Marinette should just listen to people. Like, yeah. really? So I think Marinette does listen. Marinette so, like, does, yeah. Ridiculous. I think putting, like, three examples back-to-back of of her not doing so is not enough to convince me that, you know, the previous 16 episodes that I hadn't seen that. Right. I do that. So I think about these, like, themes that they try to introduce. Um, one of our big early criticisms of the show, I would say, and it's just kind of going back to our episode one podcast, was that the show is very... Uh, like flashy and superficial, but without a lot of depth to it. And so 17 episodes since then, we can check in on that. I think that um, certainly there's been more depth than early on. But at the same time, I still think there's a lot of uh, lack of of kind of depth of, of plot and thematics uh, still within the show. And I think it's, it's just, just ev- character. It's, it's, there's a lot of character, right? And the plot is, is not really there. And the, I mean, it's there. It's just, it's whatever it's going to be. Right. But I think right. like thematic wise, um, I never really take anything big away from any episode. They try to, some episodes try to include an overt, uh, an overt moral. I think we saw that a few times ago. Yeah. Some episodes have these subtle themes, like not really subtle. These just small themes like these one, like teamwork. And they sometimes throw it in your face. So it's not subtle. Um, But I just don't think any of those serve any sort of uh, higher, like critical meaning purpose. Uh, I just, I I think they're kind of just there. None of the, they're, I guess they're okay to have. I almost think they maybe distract from what the show is trying to do more than, um, more than if they like weren't there. If they did try to do like nothing thematics and just accepted that the show right now is all flash and character. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like they're pretty unsuccessful in, um, they, they like do this every episode too. And there's always just like, it's either like Marinette needs to learn some lesson or, um, there's something great about, uh, what's going on in the show, uh, interactions between the characters. And, um, I, I feel like they're, they're pretty universally unsuccessful with these. Yes. A hundred percent. And it's like, and it actually kind of weakens Marinette's character in a lot of ways, because a lot of times we're just backtracking. I'm like, why do we have, like the fact, like this plot, like, Oh, Marinette doesn't listen. Like, yeah, she does. I don't really understand. Like, like, well, well, you see a character for several episodes, and then we have an episode like this, and it's like, oh, let's just take their character back, like, four episodes. Granted, I understand, like, we're not necessarily seeing it in a particular order, but it still doesn't make a lot of sense to do this. Yeah, it's hard to do that type of character building with Marinette when the episodes are in an order, because, you know, it's it's like, okay, we we th- if this was an early episode, I could see it, but... yeah. We've we've gotten similar things like taking Cat Noir seriously. That's probably been a theme before, and that's just the same thing as this. And it's like we've seen her <laughs> deal with these things before, and uh, just reverting her and then having her learn the lesson again isn't going to be really successful. I don't think. Also, this is the first episode we have where like they don't immediately really like we don't usually have this debate about where the Akuma is. Like, yeah, that was interesting. Like I mean, so, I mean, I think we've had a few times before. They're like, uh, "We're not a hundred percent sure where it is, but like, we're gonna keep fighting until we figure it out." But this is literally like, 
we broke the wrong thing. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. It like, seems, I just, <laughs> it, se- it seems like we've done that recently a, f- a few times. The like, which thing is the Akuman, but it hasn't really been a plot point. Like it was here. Yeah. And like, it does, this went on for a really long time too. Like, I don't know. It's just weird because cause that's the thing. We have these episodes where it's just like Marinette's super confident and like, she just does whatever. And like, it always works. They get saved and Marinette's super smart. And then, we have an episode like this, and it's like, I'm really not sure how I feel about this. Where we, like, it does because when you have like 15 episodes where Marinette knows what the Akuma is, and they're like, or Cat Noir is like, hey, it's the hat, or whatever, or like, if you know, and they do it, it's not really a big problem. And then you have this one episode where they're not sure. I mean, obviously, she's invisible, so that's fair, but <laughs> it's like weird, just a weird thing to do that. Yeah, I think it, yeah, it's it's on on its own. I think it worked, uh, but yeah, if you hold it up to like them instantly knowing the Akuma in other episodes, then then it's like, why why is this happening here? Um, let's get into some specifics, and then we can hit on some other points. So definitely like kind of a two part episode. We start with um, Invisible Sabrina. What do we think of uh, the Invisible? What's what's the the Invisible One? At first, right. it kind of seemed like this was the most OP villain ever because she just like two minutes into the episode almost snags the earring like For very real. quickly. Also, like she should be able to get the earrings. How on earth? Like it's just I'm becoming increasingly frustrated with these villains who can so obviously like get the miraculouses and they don't. Like yeah. I'm beginning to feel for Hawkmoth. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, I see. You're, I am beginning to be like, this is really not that hard. So he just has to go do it himself. Then I think that's the solution. I mean, this is so I don't. An invisible villain is like obviously. Also, if he can make people invisible, why does he bother making anyone else villains? Like, if you can just make them invisible, why do we have to have like? an Egyptian god villain. Like, if you can be invisible, I don't under, like... Yeah, we've said this before, which is like, why isn't everyone as powerful as this one, right? <laughs> At the same time, so, all it takes is just throwing clo- uh, glitter on her, too. Which I did appreciate that it was glitter. Like, yeah, that was it was good. pretty good. Yeah, looking at the beginning of the of my notes on the episode, I think that the first uh, eight-ish minutes were definitely the strongest part of the episode. I mean, I love the... Yeah chloe in the second half but just really just the structure of kind of um being confused as to why it seemed like we had uh, an akumatized person but not having seen that before and then going backtracking and learning like the origins of it i think was just very successful um like structure wise for the episode in the beginning we have uh chloe just like have this weird scene of chloe looking for clothes and she apparently has nothing to wear and then mm-hmm. there's an invisible person who takes the shoes and she's like come back shoes actually it wasn't true i adore you um i like i like all the chloe here i mean where are you on chloe after this episode i mean chloe's i mean chloe cracks me up like i enjoy chloe like, i think i think earlier on in the in this in the season a lot of we uh, we are maybe like and a lot of people agreed it's like chloe's uh maybe not one of the best characters on the show i feel like she's had a lot of characterization Yes, uh, but she's all. They've made her more like she's also like more interesting than just like the mean girl at school. Yeah, I definitely think that's true, and it, and especially since we've realized that she's not the popular girl. Like no one yeah, particularly no, likes her. Yeah, it's and also she's obsessed with Ladybug, which is hilarious. Which is great. like it's so good. I think Chloe's the probably the fourth most characterized person on the show at this point. Yeah, 
I mean, I think so, definitely. Like, I mean, and for a while, in some ways, she's more characterized than Adrian, to be honest. Yeah, I, I mean, if you, I think if you were going to separate Adrian and um, Cat Noir, I think that'd be true. Like, we had one episode of Adrian characterization, really. Yeah. Like, the gamer episode. That's the thing. Granted, that's also complicated, because, like, we've talked before, Marinette and Ladybug aren't really that different. Like, Ladybug just seems obvious, obviously to be the more, like, more confident, you know, which that's a very typical superhero trope. You see that with, you know all superheroes in their disguises from, you know, Superman, Supergirl, all of them, like, you know, they're more confident as their super selves, and it's also, like, disguise who they really are, because if they, like, look, because their disguises are so terrible. And then, when you have, uh, but with Adrian, it seems very different, like, he doesn't, like, Adrian and Cat Noir, like, what? They don't, they're not very similar, like, yeah, personality-wise, think- which is weird, because they're the same person. So I yeah. do think you can kind of separate them a little bit, I think. I, I think a little bit, yeah. At I think point. probably we should be trying to reconcile the two presentations of the character. Um, I don't think the show has done a great job of... Um, I know that there's these little extra things, but I think that we should not consider them. Like, I don't think the show itself has done a great job of reconciling the differences between Cat Noir and Adrian. Um, and, I mean, I kind of understand... It's almost believable that... It's kind of believable that Marinette doesn't yeah. like have any idea that Cat Noir is her crush. Like it's kind of believable because they act very differently. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think at this point, like I kind of have a good sense of why Adrian acts like he does and the difference and like the believability of the the two sides of him. But I well, think it makes sense, but it's annoying because it's just because he's in love with Ladybug. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. I feel like I've gained this this knowledge kind of through outside interactions of the show, not, like, through the show itself, you know? Like, I've had conversations with, with commenters and stuff, and I, I, I don't think that the show itself really has done a great job explaining that. And I'm not sure if it's wanted to yet. I don't know what the what the overall point here is. But, at the, but the, I mean, that being said, like, Adrian's characterization hasn't been super great because... Um, the show itself hasn't done a great job of, you know, <laughs> reconciling it with, yeah. with his... Okay, with I haven't his had any outside because I literally just watched the show because Cat Noir is not my favorite character, so I don't really care about, like, I'm not, I don't go on Tumblr, I'm like, Cat Noir, nope, don't care. You don't, you don't go on the Cat Noir tag on Tumblr? No, I just Marinette, because she's great. You go on the Marinette tag, though? Ladybug tag, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, uh, spoilers. But, like, it's, I have to avoid spoilers, it's yeah. very difficult. But, like, you know, it's just... I mean, I mean, I agree that just they're not doing like a very good job. Like you, you can almost buy it. Of course, they don't know Cat, Adrian's Cat Noir because, like, who's gonna guess? Yeah, and I, I, I don't, I, I don't want to particularly like say bad characterization because I think the show could be trying to do something that will become clearer. Uh, maybe well, it's not necessarily bad characterization. It's just like honestly, it's just like there's just this divide. It's just Which what the show is, is presenting, right? Like, and we're not one hundred percent clear why they're doing that yet. It's it's it's, it's possible that will serve some purpose. Well, to be honest, it, yeah. To be honest, it could be a plot point that yeah. maybe he ha- he's having a struggle between like being Adrian and being Cat Noir. I know. Like, I definitely think that's part of that's definitely think that's part of it. Like, I, but the show hasn't super present hasn't no. really presented that in show. Like, yeah, I, I, I think that's for sure part of his character. But like again, like maybe once until we get an episode talking about that, it's kind of just outside yeah. speculation. So. Um, We'll see where they go with it. I think it's interesting. Adrian's characterization has, is kind of interesting because of the way it's presented, not necessarily because of the depth of it yet. Um, yeah. Cl- uh, we have the scene of them in class. Chloe is, like, tired. Um, 
Mar- uh, we have our uh, Maralia scene of um, we had then one at the end too, of uh, saying they're like Chloe misses Sabrina. Um, Sabrina has been absent since yesterday apparently, and just no one cares. Like, it's great. I'm glad yeah. she's just been an invisible person for like a whole day, and no one's cared. Yeah, right. Um, and they're like, uh, they're not. I think they're like they're not uh, great friends like us, and they pounded or something. Or maybe yeah. that's at the end. I'm not sure. Well, always like I like our friendship better. Or something yeah, like that. yeah. Um, and uh, she's like Chloe's like there's an invisible being, but it's extremely mean, like a ghost or a unicorn without the horn. That was interesting. <laughs> what? Here's an our invisible fr- horse. Yeah, I don't understand that. Here's our frustrating moment of the episode. Uh, once they realize that there's the invisible person is real, Adrian's like, "Can I go to the bathroom?" And then he leaves, and then Marinette's like, "Can I go too?" And like, uh, come on, really? Come on, guys. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, this is not the hard to piece together. Yeah, and at th- at this point in the episode, I start like really questioning like what's going on because we have it. We have Marinette transforming three minutes into the episode. Um, yes, and I'm I'm pretty privy to episode to shows with a structure of things happening at certain times and them happening too early. Uh, like I watch Survivor and like whenever like in Survivor things happen at specific points in time when you're watching so like it's transformation three minutes in here like what so then I started to to question I didn't really see it coming I just I, I didn't think that we'd be getting a second villain I guess but I was definitely like notable that something was off and of course we back to back transformations yeah. and that's super annoying um, yeah I was wondering I was wondering what was gonna happen I wasn't expecting a second villain yeah I mean, I guess I knew. I, 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 I like originally like saw that Chloe was going to be comatized, and that didn't happen. But I don't. I try not to think about that during the episode. Um, Chloe says, "Ladybug, I knew you'd come to save me since we're super girlfriends, you and me." Hashtag super like, girlfriends. Hashtag super girlfriends. It's canon. It this is definitely the, my big uh, Chloe Marinette shipping episode for sure. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, then she starts like in the background taking selfies with uh, with Lady Bell. And then Marinette's just getting like increasingly annoyed. Yeah, it's great. And then she hugs her, and it's it's wonderful. Um, they ask the butler what what's going on, and he says uh, Chloe was uh, playing Ladybug and Cat Noir with Sabrina, and they made the plot. Okay, okay. So like, <laughs> this makes me think that they really are like a lot younger than we thought they were. Like. <laughs> This is definitely like a, yeah. I mean, at the same time, I think it's supposed to be weird for how, even if they're the youngest, they could be as like 13 or 12, 13. right? And it would still yeah. be weird. So I think that. Well, I mean, well, for, from my personal experience, I was still doing this at 13. So that's why I was like, they're probably 13. Yeah. I mean, but, I, I think the age range for them is like 12 to 15. So they could be that young. There's no telling. They didn't, who knows? Um, they made the butler play super mustache. And he wants to give everyone mustaches in Paris, which sounds ridiculous. But at the same time, that could just be a real villain in the show. So, you know, that, that could actually happen. <laughs> so, yeah, I love I, I love the uh, screenshots uh, or the the pic, the uh, flashbacks of them. Chloe and Mar- and uh, and Sabrina playing Ladybug and Cat. I, those are it's definitely so screenshot cute. contenders for the end. It's great. Yeah. Like, I like I think it's really funny that they like play that. Like, that makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, she goes up and Jagged Stone is back and he thinks it's Ladybug and then she starts pretending to be Ladybug. Um, it's kind of funny. And then uh, they're still holding on to this tight universe. Like, oh, she's in the costume. It's Ladybug. But like, it's obviously Chloe. Like, but really? at the same time, if no one knows that it's Marinette just because she's wearing the costume, then like, couldn't anyone wearing the costume seem like Ladybug? I guess so. That's what I'm talking about. They're holding, they're holding on to this in-universe yeah. real hard. The in-universe uh, disguise type Watch thing. It. I agree. 
Um, you never know anything. Even his croc is smarter than you. Who was that? Yeah. Uh, that was Chloe to Sabrina because of his, uh, oh, yeah, right. who was, uh, I forgot his croc's name, but that's okay. I don't <laughs> they said it last episode, but I already don't remember. Uh, mad at Sabrina. Yes. Chloe's mad at Sabrina. She does. She must be invisible. At least to me. Like she does. It's like, she doesn't exist. Um, which I didn't really understand why they fought. Like I didn't like. I don't okay, really because, understand why because because Sabrina said it was Chloe when she was pretending to be Ladybug, and she ruins like oh. two seconds of. Uh, it was actually oh. kind of this interesting existential moment for Chloe because <laughs> it was obviously very important to her that she like actually got to escape it to be Ladybug for a second, which means yeah. that she like doesn't like herself like in her normal life, right. right? So I think that was kind of profound. And this line is like pretty overt. She must be invisible, at least to me. It's like she doesn't exist. Like it's pretty overt what right. they're doing. But at the same time, we like didn't know the invisible person was Sabrina at that point. So it was pretty. It worked yeah. pretty well. I think that was pretty good. Um, yeah, I just it, it kind of happened so fast that I was like, wait, why are they fighting? I'm confused. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I definitely like what they did with all this though, and some great flashbacks, some great storytelling through kind of asynchronous time wise, et cetera, stuff. Uh, they think it's Sabrina, I guess. Yeah, the cat and Ladybug. Chloe doesn't think so. Um, rose. Oh, yeah, the back, background animation. Um, cat giving uh, Ladybug a rose, and then she's like, no. And um, then it's like, the when we see, I guess we see her turn into the invisible one or something, or we see him reference her, right? Yeah. Yeah. To her, like, talk to her through the weird, however they're communicating, which is also not clear. <laughs> Yeah. I never thought about that. Like, how is how is uh, Hawkmoth communicating with them? I guess it's through the Akuma. Which doesn't make sense, but okay. I guess we can... I mean, the Akumas don't make if sense. That's so. the, if that's the logic, loophole you want to focus on, No, I don't... Fine. Okay, but I, I, I mean, I'm not going to focus on that. Given the show... Um, she almost gets the miraculous... Uh, Chloe is uh, going to control Ladybug costume. And then nine minutes in, Marinette Lucky Charms, which is super notable to me because I yes. complained about how every episode it's at the last second. And here she is, nine minutes in, using Lucky Charm. Um, right. Yeah, Marinette tackles... Um, oh, yeah. Then uh, Chloe comes in uh, dressed as Ladybug and then Marinette like, tackles her and hashtag shipping. Like, it was great. And then, like, holds her shoulders and they're super close the entire time. And, it's, and she, like, throws her in an elevator. And then she throws her in, like, what, an elevator or closet or something. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, it, it's wonderful. Uh, glitter. Yeah, they do the glitter thing on Sabrina. Uh, Chloe's, like, the Akuma's in the brooch or the bag. And Marina puts Chloe, yeah, wherever she puts her. I don't know. I guess, I guess elevator made more sense because she's yeah, not there later. Um, Bubble. Then they... They miraculously debug 11 minutes in, and that was very, that was also very notable. They don't pound it. Uh, instead, Adrian is upset that she didn't listen to Chloe. Do you, what do you think of that? I mean, it like, it's weird. Why does Adrian care? That's my thing. Because my thing is like, it's so. I mean, I, I mean, they, we've had moments like this before where they're like where they kind of, like, forget that they're not really supposed to know who people are or that, like, they're not supposed to have this familiarity with, like, who they save. So, like, that part, like, kind of made sense. Like, hey, you should have listened. Like, hey, I know her. Like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, and he, at this point, he knows that she knows Chloe, too. But, like, it's weird. I didn't really like, like, I just hate this whole, like, Marinette, you need to listen thing. Because, like, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't think it was presented very well. 
I mean, yes, yes, Chloe was, she, I mean, she should have listened to Chloe, because Chloe's like, hey, I gave her this brooch, like, it's probably in the brooch. Granted, yeah. that raises questions about why everyone in Paris is such an expert on how all of this works. I guess but, Chloe, it makes sense, because she's the fan. I mean, because she's obsessed with Ladybug, but, like, it just, yeah. I hate this whole, like... I don't like the concept, it wasn't presented well, I yeah. don't know if it makes sense that Adrian cares about Chloe particularly, I guess oh. the logic is that she empathizes because Marinette doesn't always listen to him, uh, but they didn't See, really... See, but the thing, too, is that, like, Marinette doesn't, like, not listen to Cat Noir, like, she doesn't just ignore him, or, like... Yeah. I agree. I think it's not like ever, it's never like Cat Noir's like, oh, we should do this. And she's like, you're stupid. We're not going to do that. Like that's not what she does. Yeah, so really I don't really happen that much. I agree. All like this entire like plot makes no sense because like there's no like that there's nothing for it. Just it makes like this doesn't happen. Like I don't know why we have to have this. Yeah. It's not real. Yeah, I agree. It wasn't. It didn't make that. I, I guess that's maybe the logic though. Uh, but whatever. Um, Chloe's like, I was your biggest fan, but now it's over. Sad. I was sad at that. And then she gets akumatized. It was, it was pretty sad. She gets akumatized in her fake miraculous, which is pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, she's anti-bug. She's reverse ladybug colors. Um, she bl- she's watching Marinette on the screen, and then she blows her a kiss, and like, oh my god, the shipping! It's it's wonderful. So much shipping. Yeah. What's the ship name? I forget. Um, I have no idea. Chloette Mar Marley. Probably Chloette. I Marley. Think probably Chloette. <laughs> yeah. I think that's I think that's my one of my top ships now for the show for sure after this episode. Yeah. They like instantly know it's Chloe. Apparently, I don't know how they knew that. Well, we've gotten to the point that now they don't like pretend. But like, how do they're, they know it's her? She's akumatized. I know she, they do this. We've had it before. Like, oh, who is it? Oh, it's blah blah blah. But now every time it's like one of their classmates, they're like, oh, it's blah blah blah. What's like, the identifier here? Like, is it? Like, I don't know. understand. I mean, I like it's like obviously that's Chloe. It looks like Chloe. Yeah, but that's uh, that's not the internal logic, you know. Yeah, so there's a lot of inconsistency. They just kind of just go with it. Uh, Marinette's about to detransform, which is what the subtitles say. I don't remember if that's what it was called in English, detransform. I can't. I don't think they had a word for it. I think they probably just, like, verbed it. Or, like, they just, well, like... Well, they, I think they just said, like, transformed. Like, they're like, oh, I'm going to revert. Yeah, or Revert, yeah, something like that. It's fine trying to find some tiki something to eat. She just grabs this cookie. <laughs> What do you think of Tiki eating cook- uh, this like this cookie, this giant cookie? It's bigger than she is. Yeah, I mean, this well, does not gel her- with my uh, con- concept of evil Tiki. I don't think she like. Cookies. I mean, oh, uh, I don't think she really cares. I think she just needs to eat stuff, which is an interesting concept too. Like, it's very. Um, why is she eating people food? Yeah, I don't know. And why do it's they? Like- why do they? The Kwamis eat people food. I don't understand. Well, it's like, what else would they, I mean, like, what is their special Kwame food? And then the thing is, like, well, it's like, hu- I think they seeds. eat humans. I think they eat like, humans. Yeah. Well, it's also, think, this is like one of the, this is like maybe the third time we've seen Tiki eat. Yeah, we usually see Plog eating, but not Tiki. Well, the Plog just always wants cheese. Tiki apparently only eats when she needs to, which I guess that's like, who knows what that's going on about. I mean, that's kind of like uh, Amethyst versus Pearl as, as yeah. yeah, as gems. I think that's exactly what that is. Uh, Chloe ties, yeah, Cat to the cat to his own pole. His two minutes couldn't, <laughs> could not last versus her. Um, and then uh, Tiki starts telling Marinette to save him. You are a ladybug with or without your suit, she says. And then Tiki's like... Uh, 
Marinette, like, uh, don't don't ignore me like you did with Chloe. So everyone's pissed at Marinette now, apparently, for ignoring Yeah, which, like, makes, like, it's so annoying. Like, I, no I'm all for ignoring Tiki. That's Or actually, I'm not for ignoring Tiki, because if you ignore her, then she'll kill you. So I think that's yes, not right. But, I mean, I really did like this part, though, because I've, I've been wanting, like, this is something I really like about, like, superheroes and, like, having, you know, the dual identity is that, like, and it's very interesting here, too, because we, we're still not 100% sure, like, how their powers, like, really function. Like, obviously, we know it's, like, the Kwame and, like, the Miraculous, but, like, are they still, that like, what's the extent of their abilities and how closely tied is it, like, really them? And I kind of like that, you know, you're still Ladybug even when you're not, like, Ladybug. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was an interesting I, concept. It just, like, we didn't really see what happens. Right. She went to save Cat, uh, and then, um, like, we like didn't see like did he see her he gets freed yeah did he see that it was marinette how did he not see that well i would have liked to see more of her like actually like obviously she's smart and she solved the problem and like yeah we didn't see her solve the problem either yeah you're right well i would have well i would have liked it if it'd been more about like she maybe still has like kind of her abilities yeah yeah because tiki said you're still ladybug with or without the suit does that mean she still retains her abilities is that what that means or does or is it more of like an existential statement <laughs> like that's what i would prefer but i think they were going for the existential i would that's what prefer, i thought like, they were I would, doing yeah because i would like an episode at some point where like they're incapable of transforming and like they have to do this and it turns out that they do kind of have their powers because it still doesn't make a lot of sense that if it's just the suit then any then what's it matter if it's them like anyone could be ladybug or which i guess that's why he wants the miraculouses like who knows yeah, I think it's interesting. Interesting Very thing to weird. think about. Let us know what you think of that topic. Like, to what to what extent are their powers predicated on transforming? Um, then she transforms again, and we have more reanimation. Uh, yep. it, it's in the yo-yo. No, it's in the earring. Says Cat. Um, well, okay, that was that. Obviously, it's not in the yo-yo. The yo-yo just broke. Like that really ticked me off. I was like, no, don't dumb down Marinette. Like, come know. on. I wasn't thinking about that either. So I feel. And she's like, that's not bad advice. And then she rings his bell. And then he's happy. That's like the <laughs> it second. Was, it was pretty funny when she, when she like, that was funny. I like that. That's like the last, last episode. Uh, she like scratched him under the chin. It's like, she's yeah. clearly just treating him like a cat. It's great. It's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> he was, he was happy that his, his pointless bell was rang. It's so, why does he have a bell? Like, <laughs> obviously. like one, like he can't be stealthy. He has a bell. Yeah. But the bell doesn't ring. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, and yeah, this this part of the episode I think is pretty great. Then they start having a yo-yo battle. Then she's like, "Lucky charm," because that's how she says it in French. And then Chloe's anti-charm. It's great. And then she gets, and then she gets a she gets a bag of marbles, and Chloe gets this giant cloud from Final Fantasy VII type sword. Yeah, they're making fun of Ladybug. Like, yes, they are. Obviously, why doesn't she have a giant sword? Like. Because it never really gives her anything. Like, obviously, she gets something. She's like, oh, I can solve this problem. But it's like, who makes powers where it's like, oh, you need help right now? Your magic power is going to be solving puzzles. <laughs> Why would yeah. you do that? Yeah, I think it's, so, it, it was good, like, self-referential type segment. It was pretty funny that, like, she gets a massive sword. Yeah. Then, which apparently cut through metal because it hits the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, they she like trips her with the marbles and she throws the sword and it like there's this weird shot of like pigeons kissing and then the sword. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like is, I can't tell if that was like a very French thing or not to show on screen. Well, probably. Well, I feel like, well, 
Well, it's funny because like Paris is the city of love, and there's the Eiffel Tower, and like it was pretty funny. Yeah, and then yeah, I... um, you shouldn't be flinging giant swords around Paris. I feel yeah, like though, like they, that wasn't a very safe thing to do. Yeah, not don't try that at home, kids. French kids. Also, they literally don't care. They just damage everything because they know it's all going to get fixed. Yeah, like what like, the heck? My question is, could they just like kill someone and then they'd come back to life? Yeah, that's the thing because like everything gets fixed. Like, and this is like a big thing in superhero like. You know, with especially the Avengers, like you guys caused like nine billion dollars in damage. Can you tone it down a little bit? But then, like, that's not a problem here. They just it all gets fixed. Which I mean, that's a convenient like thing. But like, really? Let us know what you think about. To what extent does Miraculous Ladybug at the end of the episode revert things? Like, seriously, could someone could one of them die and then they come back? Like, is that possible? I feel like villains kill people sometimes, or they get like turned into like. Well, that was like weird things. Yeah. Like, well, we've had, like, people, like, straight up kind of die. Like, we've turned them into, like, energy balls. I mean, like, I, I don't think the show is presenting that as, like, death. But, yeah, they get yeah. turned into things. Like, what? Well, they, like, they go away. It's like, where, where, and, like, where are they when this happens? Yeah. They, can, can the Lucky Charm bring things back into existence? Miraculous like, Ladybug, yeah. Can that like, bring? Great stuff. Also, what, like, to the extent is Lucky Charm's powers. That's also interesting, but... Um, yeah, let us know what you think. So then they're like, like Chloe's like, you rely on Kat Nora, and then she's like, we're a team. And then she like puts her arm on his shoulder or something. And then both their miraculouses are about to run out. Or, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then, both, <laughs> then like, <laughs> Marinette's miraculous is about to run out again. And then so is, so is Lady, so is uh, Chloe's. Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I, what? I, I guess that's how that works. Why does, why does, well, it just make, like, why? Okay, if you can make someone invisible, can you just why sub- can't you subvert the th- the drawback of <laughs> Marinette's thing? Yeah, like what? Yeah, uh, and then Cat finally does Cataclysm and traps him, and then Marinette uh, does all the stuff again. Yep. Um, and Chloe's like, uh, she's on Transform. I'll stay your most prestigious fan, she says. What okay, so question, like. Sometimes it's like they don't remember what happens, but she clearly remembers what happened. Like, ha- what? No, they're referencing stuff that happened before she was transformed. Okay. Yeah. Like, do people, like, so, I mean, I feel like they've shown that, like, people don't really remember what they do. This one was notable because it was, like, they instantly expected her to remember what happened right before she was transformed. So maybe it's just, like, a hole in your memory. And like, yeah, it's just, like, a blank space. Yeah, that, might, so that might be what it, that's what, that's what it seems like from this episode. Um, they're like, you should make up with Sabrina. Uh, thanks for the advice, Cat says Marinette, I assume. Um, then they have this like weird eye thing. They shot, they like walking it was by so each weird. other. Yeah. It wasn't like romantic or anything. It was just weird. No, it was just like, it was just weird. Yeah. <laughs> what? That is not in Honestly, the final it screenshot. Kind of awkward. It was a little bit awkward. Uh, Sabrina and Chloe make up. Uh, Alia and Marinette pound it. And then we have the weird ending shot of, um, I don't, I don't, what is it again? It's, uh, like cat and it's like ladybug and then ladybug and, and then, then marinette and then uh there's alia and marinette pounding it and then um there's random adrian in front of them <laughs> it's so weird like what that leads us into our screenshot choices so i originally had like 10 i had to limit it on my own to like seven well good because now i've been like really dealing just more every time but yeah no i originally i was like oh there's not that many but then it just kept coming so do you see them oh, yet God. Yes. So let's go through them. So the first one is uh, I had like three shots of Cat, uh, Sabrina, and Lady Chloe in the flat, like the flashbacks. But this was the best one, I think. And it's Lady Chloe. Lady Chloe. Yeah. It's it's pretty. That's also could be a ship name, but 
this is this one's pretty great. Then the second one is uh, is our ship bait. There's a few of them, but uh, cat <laughs> cat handing ladybug uh, the rose. No, of Hashtag note, of note, after this shot, she instantly throws it to the floor. So let's just note that. Yeah. No, she puts it in the vase. Oh, and she puts then it in the vase. Okay. Sabrina moves it, and that's how. The, that's when Cat's like, "Oh, gee, the invisible girl's here." Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, here's our leading contender, <laughs> the third one. I've, I've, um, I've decided on this one. I don't need Which to see the rest of them. <laughs> Marinette uh, as Ladybug tackling Chloe, dressed up as Ladybug in the beginning episode, and her like straddling her on top of her. It's absolutely wonderful. Pretty good. This is probably it's it. Plus. Yeah. Uh, this fourth one is my uh, gorge Marinette shot of the week of. Um, her like towering over Chloe in the elevator. Like she can step on my face. Like that's what the <laughs> Okay, you said it, not me. That's that's what the intent was. But there's this. Then there's this one of uh, Marinette ringing uh, Ladybug ringing Cat's bell, uh, which I wasn't captured very well. But it's interesting. But the notable thing is the next one, which is the them, next one's pretty good. <laughs> which is uh, like uh, him being like, "Thank you," going closer, and he she's like absolutely disgusted in this shot. <laughs> you know, like this is a really good one. Like the look on her face is so good. It's great. Yeah. This is like, the this anti. Is this is the anti ship bait shot of the week. Yeah, this is so good. <laughs> then the next one is uh, it's a pretty good shot of the two of them. When I think the subtitles. Yeah, it's a, it, it's like it's like it's a little like superhero family pic. Like, yeah, it's of her. It's the her arm on his shoulder when it says uh, we're a team. And then in the last one's the ending shot that we already described, which makes like negative five cents. Yeah, which is just a random assortment of our characters. Uh, well, one and three are really good. One is I really like one. I think two would in a, in a different week two would be good enough, but uh, three yeah. is three is so good. Like I feel like it's between three and wait whichever also one. Also four. We're also like, four is disgusted. wonderful. The, four this, is we're not gonna actually do the disgusted one, but <laughs> I'll, I, if if someone comments on YouTube, I can link you to that shot. But yeah, it's so good though. It's, really <laughs> it's such good. a good picture. But I mean, I feel on. like we have it has to be three. It has, it has to, be to be three. It's so good. Like, come on, it's so good. This is the shipping moment. Yeah, it's actual screenshot from the show. Like, come on, it's great. Of Marinette straddling Chloe. Yeah, like, there you go. Quality it's stuff. It's canon. Okay. It's canon. So there you go. There's our screenshot selection. Overall, um, so you think this is in the top tier of episodes? Yes, I do really it, like Do you think it. it's number one? I mean, you, you brought Lady Wi-Fi, which forgot how much I am, like, literally in love with Alia. Let's so... go. Here's, here's my top tier of episodes. Let's go through this. I think Lady Wi-Fi. I think Timebreaker. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The storm one, uh, stormy weather. I don't. Yeah, I guess that weather. might be in. That might be there. Uh, we have. Hmm. I can't remember what else I put in this tier. Uh, it's potentially gamer. No, I don't think gamer makes it. It's like right there. And then I think this episode. Yeah, gamer's pretty good. This episode does make the top tier. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Like this. This episode's pretty good. There's a evil straighter. Was that? I don't remember. There's the a, illustrator. There's a lot of you, but there's a lot of episodes. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think a lot this, of episodes. I probably wouldn't put this one, but I think it's it's there. Yeah. For me, this one is like one of the best episodes. Cool. Let I really know, like let it. us know what you thought of Antibug, um, of anything we've commented on uh, YouTube comments, uh, overlyanimated.com comments on the article, Tumblr asks Twitter, um, and uh, we'll be back next week covering the puppeteer. Interesting. The puppeteer. Is that what this weird screenshot was that you sent me earlier? What what weird screenshot did I send you earlier? That moment when 
No, that was from the earlier episode. That was from Timebreaker. I was just looking through old podcast shots. Oh, yeah. I was like, what is this? That okay, was, that makes... <laughs> I, re- I didn't I, remember I didn't remember that particular shot. I rediscovered and I was like, what the heck? Uh, Ladybug talking to Marinette in that episode, okay. <laughs> which is like the okay, best moment. I was show. like, what? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Um, yeah, and uh, every our discussion is going to come out sometime. Friday to Sunday, maybe into Monday, you know. There's no schedule to follow, so that's good. <laughs> and eventually we'll catch up. We're on 17, kind of close. Two months, two months-ish <laughs> to totally catch up. There you we go. got it. Yeah. I'm Dylan Nice, and that's Lenny Stovall, OverlyAnimated.com. Find out about everything. Find our links to YouTube and everything on OverlyAnimated.com. And this ad-free podcast is brought to you by our patrons. Thank you very much to Shana, Mitch Cordell, Beatrice, Nate, Andy, Jamie, Rachel, John, Ryan, Catherine, aka Hannah, Fever, Mitch, Connery, Beatrice, James, Nathan, Fillion, Buzz Lightyear, Mailman, Rachel Rose, Johnny Barber, Brian, Cookie Cat, and you too can become a patron on Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Uh, last thoughts, Stell. I just really like this episode, and it's interesting that we had two villains, and finally we get Sabrina and Chloe. Yeah, pretty good. As villains. And all what, class, what classmates are left? Well, well, there's that one girl that we're, like, obsessed with. Yeah, she is in Pinnacomatized. Yeah, purple hair. Yeah, I don't remember her name. She needs, she needs to get acclimatized. Like, yeah. she's next. And the uh, Chloe, the Chloe, Chloe is real. So canon. It's canon. Chloe is real. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.